0: what's going on boys and girls and welcome back to another episode of eating shit quick lesson this week uh very very simple i actually just wrote a blog post on this i've been doing a blog post once a week that i just post up on uh just a written post on for like my facebook group and bigger pockets and linkedin and all that stuff and like similar to this show i just think of like oh what's like one thing that maybe happened this week or even not just like something that either i wish i would have known when i first started or questions that i get all the time that i'll just put into a written post that type of thing um so this week this post was um very simple concept but it was really a a lesson that i've gotten over and over and over again and i just thought about it again this week uh, when i was at a meetup uh, real estate meetup here in town not the one that i run but a different one and you know one of my biggest flaws right now i think is just like not talking to enough people not being like outgoing enough um and i'm sure you guys notice that you know there's those those people that like talk to everyone and weird like they get a lot of things by doing that Um, i've always been kind of the other way around and it's actually you know one one reason that i like running my meetup is because it makes it very easy for me to network it's much easier to network i mean i don't really have to try to network when i'm the one running the meetup because people come up to me afterwards but to go to other people's meetups and to network at those meetups or just talking to people in general, I have to be super super intentional about it and it's one thing that I'm trying to work on. So, I go to this other meetup and then um I'm trying to talk to some new people after the meetup and I get talking to this I don't know if he's a kid, but I'll just call him a kid. Um and he you know, he has a deal in contract and this is kind of what I put in the post that like usually and, and he's I don't think he's ever done a deal before. I didn't get that impression. Um but usually Whenever someone has like their first deal in contract, or like they have a deal that they need to bring to a meetup to sell, like it's not gonna be a deal, and that's just how it is. Like it's not his fault or or whatever. You just don't know what you don't know, and more often than not, when you put your first deal in contract and then like you can't sell it right away, uh, it's because it's not a deal. And especially if you like you have to go to a meetup to find a buyer, probably not gonna find a buyer there. Maybe, but. You know it's just kind of one of those things that there are buyers that go to meetups but most of the time like the people that on average that like go to meetups over and over and over again are not like real players or maybe they are but they're like super super slow moving so it's very hard to sell like a wholesale deal to that type of buyer um so anyway you know i get talking to this kid and he's like got this deal and he's got in contract needs to find a buyer i was like okay like what is it and he's like oh it's a piece of land And I'm like, oh, fuck, like, you know, even worse, like good luck trying to find a a buyer for land here at this meetup. Um, But some of the best deals we've done this year were just raw pieces of land. So I was like, well, tell me about it. And so he tells me a little bit about it. And I asked him some questions, like if it has utilities, like if he looked at the comps and stuff like that. And from what he said, I haven't dug into it yet, but from what he said, it actually sounded pretty good. And I'm like, all right, well, I know how to process that. I was like, you don't, but I do. But from what you just told me it sounds like something we can make money on so send me you know send me the info or whatever and um that was really it so he just sent me the info this morning but um it's not really about the deal i was just thinking about you know some of the questions that i asked this kid you know he was saying like oh i have a good relationship with the seller i was like oh you know the seller like personally he's like yeah I'm like okay cool one of the questions that i asked him was like how long do we have because Usually when you're talking to someone who's a wholesaler or whatever, you know, it's like they overpromise the seller. They're like, we can close in seven days because that's how they heard to do it online. And it's like, oh, well now you have uh, one day to find a buyer and you're never going to be able to close that fast. So usually it's like, yeah, I was expecting him to say like, oh, we got to close tomorrow. Um, I was like, how long do we have? He's like three years. I was like, "You signed a contract for three years with this guy. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Um but then you know i was thinking about him talking to this seller and i'm like really the probably the way that he got this deal was just by talking to people and you know maybe you heard about wholesaling and was just thinking like oh who's someone that i know that owns property and just randomly talks to this guy and like yeah i'll sell you this piece of land or whatever and here's what i want for it and so he puts his first deal in contract that he might make money on just by talking to someone and then same thing it's like just because he talked to me and just because I talked to him like that's the only way that this deal is going to get monetized the same exact thing And when I was writing this blog post I was thinking about actually our first deal um, that we ever flipped Uh, same exact thing it came from this dude that I met at my meetup a couple months earlier and he this was his first deal too, first wholesale deal And this was like right when Wes and I started working together. And so obviously I had wholesale deals before. He had managed rehabs before, but we had yet to actually like flip a house. Um, So we had just partnered up and then we get this lead um, from this guy named Dusty. And Dusty had never done a deal. He just started coming to the meetup a couple months before. And like Dusty didn't do any type of marketing yet. Um, Like nothing. All he did was tell people, oh, I'm... I'm buying houses now and like I'm looking for fixer uppers and stuff like that. So he goes around telling everyone that he knows and he's like a social outgoing guy. And then sure enough, you know, 60 days later, friend of a friend type thing. And he finds this deal of, you know, very distressed property, uh, divorce situation. It's like, you know, the type of stuff that we buy all the time. And he didn't really know how to do it. Um, so, you know, we walked him through it, helped him out in exchange for like getting this deal. But, all of these things are examples of just like talking to people and having conversations and not even really asking for, for things, just letting people know what you do is so huge and productive. Like you never know who you're talking to or who you're standing next to or what they do, what they can do for you, what you can do for them, anything like that. Like it's such a generic and small thing, but I think it gets overlooked a lot. Um, if, if you just talk to enough people, like you can get what you want and you will be successful. And I guess, you know, the same thing goes for marketing in general, like cold calling. You know, I've talked about that on here before. Like people just severely underestimate the amount of volume that it takes to do deals in any type of marketing. And you're just not talking to enough people. So even if you're paying for it, like mail, same thing, texting, calling, same shit, you're not talking to enough people. But, um, you know, obviously if you're, talking face to face with someone it's much more effective than a cold call um and you know when you're cold calling you're specifically asking someone for something but the same rule applies you just need to talk to more people and um yeah i mean you'll get super far people that people that are good at that and don't take advantage of it i can't believe they just talk to people for no fucking reason um but you know if you're a little bit intentional about it super super powerful um issues this week i was thinking about this podcast too i was like and i by thinking about it and I, I mean uh 15 seconds before i started recording i was like i don't feel like doing the fucking intro today and i'm going to change it to lessons issues and wins so there's one lesson the talk to people thing um issues you know it's called eating shit because like that's the whole point of not the whole point of entrepreneurship but like that's how that's what I've done, um, and I think that that's a necessary step in becoming successful is eating shit. So, um, you know, I was like thinking about that, and I'm like, well, fuck, I don't just don't want to talk about like just <laughs> eating shit all the time. I also want to do, you know, like the lessons type thing, and like that has nothing to do with eating shit. Like, yeah, it's like stuff that I figured out the hard way, probably, but um, I think it would be better if I just do like quick lesson, then we get an issue because there's always issues to talk about um, no matter what, big or small, and then wins. So I think that'll be the new format for this uh, this show moving forward. So issue this week, um, we had this deal in Sun Valley that's just been an absolute clusterfuck um, as I suspected from the beginning, but um, I'll do a full YouTube video on it. I gotta go back out there and film about this specific incident that happened out there. You guys that listen to my other podcast know about it kind of, um, but I have some, some footage from what I'm about to talk about here. Um, but it definitely deserves like its own 20 minute video just to go through the whole deal front to back and like, kind of show the realities of what we deal with in direct seller wholesaling and flipping. Um, so that was an issue. I guess that was, you know, last week into this week is, uh, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think about how to frame this. Like, basically, I, I don't want to tell the whole story right now because I'll just save it for the video, but you kind of need like a little pre-frame of just like what this situation is. And it's just like a Sun Valley, double wide, super distressed, all fucked up. The seller's like not there because she has a power of attorney and the power of attorney is handling the sale for her. and. Um, first time I went over there, there's a guy like sleeping on the couch in the middle of the day. She's like, Oh, don't mind him. You know, just that that's like a, that's, that's what it was. You know, that's like the stereotypical Sun Valley house, I guess. And so then this incident happens, um, with this crazy fucking Michael Vick dog fight. And I'll go into detail in the video about it. I went into detail on my other podcasts, but brutal, brutal dog fight, just like, one of the most insane things that i've ever had to be a part of at in a deal at all and um and then if that wasn't enough the next day after the dog fight we were getting blown up from the seller because they need us to release 1500 bucks so they can get the the real seller into a new place until this place closes and so we did that um and, you know, we, you can easily get screwed by doing that. You know, we don't want to be giving people money when it's not closed yet, you know. So what we did, and we have a policy for this, and it's like, basically, we have to be through our due diligence, meaning that we know, like, it's a done deal. Um, title commitment has to be in, meaning that they have a property that they can legally sell us, and they have to have already signed the deed. So literally, everything is ready to go as soon as we say so. And um, luckily with this, I mean, we weren't. All the way through our due diligence but we pretty much were and since this was a wholesale deal had a ton of interest i had like many solid offers from solid buyers so even if you know one two and three didn't work out i knew we would still be able to process it um so that's you know just as good and then because of the power of attorney situation they actually already did sign the deed so we're like all right we can release it so we released this money sellers super thankful you know that's how a lot of them are until they're not and and then Fourth of July weekend happens, and you know we don't we don't really know what's going on. Besides, we're getting contacted from her because the funds aren't in her account. You know, I give her she lets us know at four forty five p.m. on a Friday, the the weekend of a holiday. You know, and then Fourth of July was on Saturday. Dates are all screwed up, and it's not our our fault. Like it was her bank that was holding the funds, but because of that they didn't have a place for the actual seller to go. And so I guess the seller went back into her her house, you know, the house that we have in contract. So then later on in the week, she's still there. Why? I don't know. Um, and then we get a text that basically says like, oh, you know, she went a little crazy and broke out all the windows in the house from the inside. And like, you guys should come secure the property and, Um, so her and then she put quote helpers don't try to come back in meaning like tweakers and squatters and stuff like that so it's just like ah fucking a and you know that's the issue with these deals um well i mean yeah issues are issues whatever but with a wholesale deal specifically like we have already assigned this deal at this point um so you know the buyer is taking over the terms of our original agreement with the seller so now anything that happens with the deal like we have to definitely get approved through the buyer, like our partner on this deal. And, you know, this this guy specifically, like I've done a ton of deals with him and I know, you know, what would be okay and what wouldn't, um, but I would still want to run it by him. And so I was like, all right, like I'll deal with it. So the next morning, that was like a Thursday night late when we got that text. The next morning, I call him, I, I tell him the situation. And then, you know, it's just like, well, how many windows are broken out? I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, I haven't been there. Well, he's like, I can send my guys over there, um, but I don't want them to be, like, fighting tweakers and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And I was like, you know what? I'll run over there real quick, and then I can, like, count the windows and, you know, get a good idea of what's actually going on over there. And if anyone's there, I will try to get them out, and at least we'll know. So that's when I filmed, you know, the part one for this video, and then we'll have to backtrack into the part two, three, four, five for um, – for the whole YouTube story that is way more detailed than I'm giving you right here. And anyway, so I go over there and, you know, I do this, like, I have to clear the house and just a sketchy situation. And you're just dealing with that. And then, of course, he's gonna want money off because now, like, all the windows need to be replaced. Um, so now we have to eat that. But then we ask for that from the seller because, you know, that's reasonable ask. So. All was good there, um, but it's just like an example of, you know, you think that it's like, all right, <laughs> this deal was already like a clusterfuck and like this crazy shit with the dogs happened and now, now this, and it's just like, ah, one thing after another all the time. Um, so that was kind of a, a big issue that we were dealing with, I guess, late last week into early this week, just trying to get that thing secured and um, to the finish line. But that also turned into the win of the week uh we closed that one and when did we close that it was sometime this week it was like wednesday or middle of the week or something we ended up closing it which was good because it was a it was a big deal for us so i've got to keep that in mind like most of the time when we're doing like all this crazy shit on these deals and it's just like one thing after another and it's just you never know until you get the email from title that's like we're on record and it actually closed like you're just the whole time you're just like this is never going to work like something else is going to come up or it's just so so many fucking problems over and over and over usually when we have deals like that it's like the the 80 20 rule where it's like those are the deals that we make the least amount of money on they're just like a crazy amount of work and then you get you you If they end up closing, so a lot of times they fall apart after you do all this work and then it's like, Oh, we got zero for all that and then other times, like this one in Cold Springs I may have talked about on here earlier this year, you know, we did so much work and like everyone in the office is working on this deal and we ended up doing it and like it's all good because the guy like truly needed all the help and all that and then at the end of the day, you know, we made seventy five hundred bucks, which if it was just me, you know, if you're self-employed, like that's a good amount of money, but when it's like, you know, that's 7,500 for the company. So I just want to say that because, you know, someone out there listening is probably like, you know, oh, you're a dick thinking that, you know, that's not a lot of money. It's not what I'm saying, but you know, when you have an office and payroll and marketing and overhead and all this other shit, it's like you would have to do so many deals of that size just to stay in business, like it just wouldn't work usually that's how these deals go luckily with this one it was a big one i think it was like 45k um was a net profit on that somewhere around there so that makes it worth it for sure when you you can close some deals that actually like move the needle for the business and like our sales guys get paid good on them and stuff like that so that makes it all good um that was probably the biggest one i think we closed another one this week too but now i can't remember but either way um yeah. I guess uh, stay tuned, if you're listening on the podcast app, um, sub to the YouTube channel, if you're on YouTube, keep an eye out for that video. I don't know when it'll happen, I'll have to go over there like this week probably, I'm trying to think. And that's the thing too, it's like, even after we closed, <laughs> this is that the other, the thing I forgot to say about these type of deals is that they always linger too. Like you can never, even after you close it, it's always like something else. That's exactly how that Cold Springs one was because we did all this stuff and it like wasn't gonna work and then like they're hard to sell and it's like you almost make it and then it closes but then even after that, you have to keep following up with the deal because in that one it was like the car had to be towed out of there and it didn't get done on the day it was supposed to get done so then I gotta keep following up with the tow company and following up with the buyer making sure it's all done, all this crap. And then with this one, um, that was, That The afternoon before we closed, I get a call from the buyer. And he's like, hey, like, (laughs) one of the sheets of plywood has gone off the window that they put up. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And he's like, and they used the screws off the plywood to secure the shed in the backyard. And because they used, like, these special screws, his guys that were, like, very recognizable, he knew that they were those screws. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, all right, well, let me call her. So I call her and thinking that I'm like, dude, that was like tweakers or, you know, something weird. And she's like, oh, no, I did that. I'm like, okay, well, like, what's going on? I was like, do you still have stuff in the shed then? Oh, yeah, yeah, I still have stuff in there. I'm like, all right, like, when are you going to have that out? Oh, well, I got stuff to do the next few. So probably Saturday, which is today when I'm recording this. I'm like, okay, it's like, it's like, you, you (laughs) no matter how good of a job we do on some of these deals like following our process and making it very clear on what needs to happen like with the sellers and the next steps and this and double, triple, quadruple confirming some people just still will just do whatever the fuck they want to do. Like I've kind of come to accept that and she's definitely one of those people. You guys will know more about that with the dog situation because she and the dogs weren't supposed to be there and they were and then this crazy shit happened and then now it's like she's known this whole time and she's the one that told us weeks ago, Oh yeah, I'll be out of here in two days or whatever. And now it's like, we're about to close the next morning. And it's, she knows that like she's her stuff is not out of there. So, and and had no intention of telling us, I guess she just like locked the shed and that was going to be good enough. And it's like, no, like if she, if the, if the buyer wouldn't have told me that, like, they would have already thrown all of her shit away right now. So luckily I reached out to her and I'm like, okay, so like the weekend, like that's when you're gonna have it done. And she's like, yeah. So then I have to tell the buyer, hey, sorry, but like don't trash out at least the sheds until after the weekend when we get confirmation. So we've already closed the deal. We went through all this stuff to get there. We pulled it off, we made good money and now it's still going to linger And of course, it's 5 p.m. on a Saturday night right now when she said it was gonna be done. And I know that Steve, our TC, would have texted me if she was done, and he has not. So inevitably, she has not confirmed with him that she's done because she's not done. Tomorrow, I can guarantee you, we still will not have a text from her. Monday morning, will roll around, and now the buyer will be blowing me up. He already (laughs) contacted me today uh, about it. But he will contact me Monday morning when we haven't heard from her still about this. That's just how this stuff goes. And then when we reach her about 2 p.m. on Monday, she'll say, oh, I need five more days. So uh, that's how these things go. Sometimes, you know, that's what they don't teach you in the wholesaling course is the reality of uh, these deals. And that's why I wanted to do like the full deep dive video for this one coming up because it's a great example it's like a lot of shit in one deal but it is shit that we deal with all the time that's why my tone is like and then this is not gonna happen and then this is gonna fucking happen and then this is gonna happen you know why i know that is because it's happened on fucking 50 deals before this one so i just know that that's how this is gonna go but it is what it is um definitely grateful that um that we got it to close and everything worked out it's a great deal Good uh, good learning experience, way to tighten up the process on this one and also kind of open my eyes that like, no matter how good our process gets, um, we still cannot control 100% what other people do. We can just like do our best and that's about it. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to leave a rating on the podcast app, share the show if uh, you know someone that might benefit from it. Um, and subscribe on Fiki Flips YouTube channel if you're not on there already, and we will see you on the next episode.